The Inside Cradle from Sports Keter Wrestling. That is Riku Chino. I am Kev Kelm. We go deep. We roll it up. We pin it to the mat. We're grand and we're getting in there. We're talking about the biggest wrestling stories of the week. We are just a week or so away from what could be yet another one of those weekends where we say, wow, this is a really fun time to follow wrestling. As AEW Rampage hits Friday nights after SmackDown, could we right. see CM Punk back? We got SummerSlam in a packed stadium in Las Vegas, Nevada. Oh, and wow, we're we're blessed to hear this story from Keith Lee, yeah. who shared why uh, why he was outside of the ring for many many months in a really really medical situation. We're getting into all of it. It's this week's Sports Key Wrestling Inside Cradle. Watch out! Watch out! Watch out! Watch out! Yes, watch out, watch out, watch out indeed. It's, hard, it's, it's really, really hard to believe SummerSlam is next weekend. Crazy, like, right? I know. I, I'm going to be on a plane Wednesday morning, 7 a.m., heading out to Viva Las Vegas, and it still doesn't feel real to me, and I still just realized I have a lot I have to do. Like, I have to go buy clothes for the, for the desert. Uh, you know, I... <laughs> I have to I have to pack. I have to get all my my itinerary together. I, you know, it's it's going to be uh, it's going to be a fun trip. Five days in Vegas. Uh, I'm going to probably lose more money than I make, uh, to be completely <laughs> honest, while uh, while I'm out there, because uh, I have to call me and be like, Kev, Kev, I cashed in my plane ticket. Don't tell <laughs> Roni, but please uh, send help. Listen, I'm, I can't let my wife know about this, man. <laughs> I'm out in the middle of the desert. Some gentlemen in a suit here want $30,000. Can you help me out? <laughs> Turns into the hangover. Um, we have that. Uh, we also have Rampage next week. I'll be at yeah. that the, in Chicago. And t- I know ne- it debuts this week, but people are still in the wrestlers. Talking about August 20th, the night before SummerSlam Wait, in Chicago. Big that's supposed to happen that night? Oh! yeah we'll talk about it we'll get into it it's a clever little maneuvering by people involved with that yeah little punky brewsters trying to spin the curve on that and let's see let's see if people eat the pitch um we'll, we'll get we'll get into all those different things but if you're with us for the first time uh, yes the show is taped but i still want you to get involved in those comments below all right and there's be a lot of things we say that you may not like or you may like all right uh, i would love to know how many people agree with rick I agree with my takes because Rick and I tend to not agree on a lot of different wrestling things. Hey, we agree a lot more than me and SP3 do on uh, Smack Talk. That's for damn sure. <laughs> Smack Talk, by the way, uh, is our uh, our post show every Friday. Again, if you're new to the program, every Friday after SmackDown, 10 o'clock, myself, SP3, and Dutch Mantel, the wrestling legend himself, break down the latest episode of the Blue Brand. For the next two weeks, though, programming note, we are not going on at 10.05 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We are going on at 11.05 Eastern Standard Time because we are going to uh, definitely make sure to check out those first two episodes of uh, Rampage and uh, and recap those. Will we make the change permanent? Well, that all depends on Dutch Mantel. But at least for the first two, uh, <laughs> we are we are going to check out uh, Rampage and uh, not go head to head, and we'll uh, recap uh, both shows in their entirety uh, right after. So make sure to check us out here in the Sports Kid Wrestling YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook channels at eleven oh five Eastern Standard Time Friday night. All right, so let's get into this uh, lead story. Keith Lee put it out. We covered it extensively at sportskeeda.com. A lot of news up there to, this week. Uh, Keith Lee kind of elaborating on why he was outside of the ring so abruptly, was yeah. kind of like taken out of the mix. Uh, he did return for a match in February and kind of explained why there was then another long period where he was outside of the ring. First, it was COVID-19. 
And then there was an abnormal uh, an abnormality they found in his heart, which yeah. is very, very terrifying to find about. I don't care who you are. Uh, I, I had a brother who was born with a heart defect. It's a very, very uh, scary situation. All right. So you walk around with that burden quite often. And so you had to spend months and months and months trying to get the inflammation down. And it was kind of like an after effect uh, of COVID, or at least COVID may have brought that up. And now he's in the clear, and now he's back in the ring. And it took a lot of different things for him. And then sacrifices were made by not just him, but his partner, Mia Yim. Yeah. She, uh, had, because of that, she she was out of the, the Women's Royal Rumble in January. So a lot of different things here. Keith Lee kind of laid this all in a video. Kind of, I, I appreciate his transparency in this. Yeah, he he made two attempts at this. Uh, he, he said the first one, it went about 13 minutes. Uh, so God knows what he trimmed out. Uh, of that after he made the uh, the second attempt, which was a little over six minutes. We actually pulled, uh, pulled a little bit of it here. Uh, we're going to have the uh, uh, the video for you. You can hear uh, straight from his mouth. And I'm, I am really happy that he uh, he did this, that, uh, you know, first off, fantastic that he is OK, that yeah. he is back, that he is is wrestling again, uh, whether he's losing in the ring or or not. That is knowing now why he was gone. Um, you know, it, it, the results of matches do, do not matter. Uh, the fact that he's back, that's, that's the important thing. He's back. He's healthy. He's doing what he loves again. Uh, and that is, that is great. Um, a lot of reckless, reckless speculation, uh, came out about why he was absent. And, uh, a lot of people, the people in the know were very, very quiet about why he was gone, which makes, you know, it's pretty damn serious why he was gone. And we, we pulled a little bit of uh, what Keith Lee uh, had to say and, uh, you know, straight from the limitless one's mouth, uh, you know, why it was that he was gone. So let's talk about time since January. Yeah. All right. Let's get this knocked out. So as some of you know, toward the end of January, I missed about three weeks on TV. Uh, at that time I had contracted COVID and actually, before I continue, let me go ahead and point out something because I did see some disturbing and uh, just rude remarks toward me AM. Um, some stating that it was her fault that I was gone and some stating that she gave me COVID and what have you. Let me go ahead and clear that up right now. Um, that needs to be clear. Were it not for her, I don't know how things would have gone to be quite honest. I contracted COVID. She did not, um, actually for like three weeks. And the only reason that she did contract it was because she refused to not be there and take care of me. And unfortunately, that ended up costing her an opportunity in the Royal Rumble. Um, but that was a chance she was willing to take, so. You know, I, at the end of the day, I'm grateful to her. Um, and it's unfortunate that some of you are ungrateful because the reality is there's no telling how things would have gone without her assistance. So uh, after that, I came back for one match against Mr. Riddle. And I believe that was February 8th. And then the next day I got a call saying that there was something off in my blood. Um, some people may have experienced this thing where there's like an inflammation in the heart or lungs. For me, it was the heart. And, um, you know, that led to very scary times. I was basically forbidden 
from training or any activity outside of a light walk. So um, there was a fear that doing more than that, that there was a chance that I could just up and pass away. So um, for three or four months, this was kind of the case, and I had several MRIs on my heart. By the way, I don't fit in those machines. It was terrible, and my shoulders really struggled with that. But um, we had to do what we had to do, right? So this became a fight uh, against death, so to speak. And it took up until um, the company sent me to Pittsburgh to get looked at. And it was to the point where I was about to have to undergo genetic testing and all sorts of things because it was thought that there was a potential I could have a heart disease of sorts. Very fortunately, even though it took a long time, we waited that amount of time for that allowed the inflammation in my heart to eventually go down. Um... To normal so so uh obviously um a lot of heavy heavy stuff uh going on with Heathley. that was uh he put that out on uh youtube if you missed it uh the get there's a full six minute video uh six minute plus uh up there uh that he tweeted out today uh explaining everything that went down i mean again i i don't know what what else to really say about it uh, you know except thank god he's all right uh mm -hmm. when you start talking about I could have died if I did anything more than a light walk. I mean, it, it doesn't get any more serious uh, than that. Usually we like to have fun and joke and, you know, this, that, and whatever on this show. But uh, yeah, God, man, you know, for the length that he was gone, you knew something was going on. Um, and it turned out to be something very, very serious. Again, I know there was a lot of speculation about why he was gone is, uh, you know, were, were they souring on him? Was it creative differences? I saw a report about, you know, copyright disputes or this that and the other thing we don't know unless we know and, and now you know and and now and now we know and you know and knowing is half the battle shut up and it for those people who are attacking me yeah. go to hell get a life and go to hell yeah. like what the hell uh i i also think like you know it's a contract dispute or it's it's something that wwe did and they're burying him right that's so we're so conditioned to that uh but the fact of the matter is um this guy had a real serious health problem. Now, I don't know if WWE caught it, but they were certainly like, Hey, we're going to send you to Pittsburgh. We're right. going to send you our guys. We're going to send you people to take care of you here. And I know the idea is that WWE just buries people and they, and they just bring you in. They treat them like circus animals. But I would say this is from talking to many, many people. And you, you can, I think you could corroborate with me. I think the level of medical care in that company is, is incredibly stronger than it was maybe generations ago. Oh, and, sure. and, and also the sports medicine itself, how athletes are treated, how they're, you know, in general are treated. You're Daniel Bryan said this when he came back. I mean, he went through a long, long period of going to many different specialists for a long period of time until WWE said, okay, all right, we'll let you go here. We'll let you get back in there and do this. Same thing, same thing with edge. Same thing with Christian. Uh, Christian for the longest time was on the no touch list. Uh, as far as WWE was concerned, hell, uh, when I talked to Samoa Joe 
what seems like forever and a day ago back in uh, in January when he was still not cleared. He direct quote was this company is taking my health at a premium and I appreciate that. They want to make sure everything is good and ready to go before I get back in the ring. Um, and as he talked with uh, Alex McCarthy today, it turns out he was actually cleared uh, to wrestle before his release. So I suggest you uh, check out that uh that interview that Alex McCarthy of with the talk sport did with us mojo earlier today. So uh, they, which kind of makes his release even more head scratching. The fact that he was cleared, ready to go, ready to get back in the ring. They're like, ah, we don't need you. Uh, but they, they brought him back to NXT and now he's uh, wrestling carrying cross. And uh, yes. Yeah, so again, they, they really do nowadays for sure. Uh, make sure to put uh, the health of the superstars first. And again, I think the a big, positive WWE story, Rick, yeah, I think the, I, uh, the internet I, can't process that. God knows we need a positive WWE story these days. Uh, but I'll say this much. there, There's one lesson to take away, and it's something that I always try to keep in the back of my mind. If somebody is off TV, chances are there is a reason for it. There, or at least there is a good reason uh, for it. Um, and especially with uh, everything going on today, I take every absence from TV with a grain of salt. Doesn't mean that I'm not going to complain about it because I want to see these people on television, and I, I can only go off of what I of the knowledge that I know. So sometimes I've had to eat some crow. Sometimes I have had to apologize for me jumping to reckless uh, speculation, but never to the level that some people did with Keith Lee's absence. I just said, what the hell is going on? I hope Keith Lee's all right. Hopefully we'll see him back. And he was on a hot streak too. He was on a hot streak when he got pulled there. I think think he'd still be the United States champion right now. Yeah. If if this didn't go down, I truly, truly, truly do. Uh, and and I, I don't think this is a WWE problem. I think this is just a health issue, and it happened, and you just got to uh, feel relieved that this guy is in a better place now. I mean, I, I, there isn't much more analysis you can think about. I, I'm hopeful that he can get back in the right track and, and become a bigger star. I mean, they went right away with it, and they put him right in the ring with Bobby Lashley they did. on his return date uh, in front of a live crowd. So if if everyone thinks, oh, he, he lost that match and he did this, and the, here's the thing, guys. Whether or not you like the booking, that is shows that WWE felt he was safe to do it. He was still a big star, that he can still go, that he can still be a real attraction. Uh, the ceiling has not been reached with Keith Lee, and I do think he's one of those guys sometime in the fall. We're talking about Keith Lee coming back bigger. Yeah. And, and maybe they're slow playing him, and that's and that would be fine. I totally like in this said, circumstance, it makes complete sense. Yeah, he said he couldn't do more than a walk, a brisk yeah. walk, maybe for four months. Um for, for, trust me, as a bigger and, guy, night, night bigger out, guy. night out, you're putting him in there with the Almighty. You know, right? Bobby, and then Bobby Lashley, we're gonna we're gonna hear from Bobby Lashley in today's show. By the way, too. we are. We're yes, I did have the a WWE champion. We're gonna have him on the show. Yeah, earlier today, I did have a chance to sit down with the uh, the Almighty WWE champion and one of the more um, infuriating interviews of my life. Nothing to do with the champ. Everything to do with the it, crappy internet connections. <laughs> I will tell you what it was a couple weeks back when I was in Cleveland and I was mm-hmm. talking to people live in person. Oh, it was so great not having to look down and check it and make sure I had full bars and at the at the whim of of you know whatever internet connection I'm at, whether it's at work or home. It was so damn nice not to have to worry about that. And then of course, my first interview since then, when I have to rely on the internet, it craps out uh three different times. Then the whole entire interview will drop tomorrow, uh, whatever the video team can piece together. Oh, all right, so you want to get to our negative WWE stories, right? Oh, We're yeah, there's to... plenty of those. Plenty of those to get to. Friday Night SmackDown, you guys are covering it. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I tend to watch 
Uh, a lot of wrestling shows at night, I watch them in the morning the next day. I love watching SmackDown on Saturdays. It's my fun Saturday afternoon thing. And I'll and then I'll throw you guys on during like the commercial breaks. I'll, like if I get near the end, I want to know what it is. I'll zip around. You know, I like that. Uh, but that wasn't the case on Friday. Oh. So we got news that WWE released more than a dozen NXT superstars, including prominent names that have been with the company for a very, very long time including Mercedes Martinez, uh, longtime veteran who, j- who has recently suffered an injury in the ring, Bobby Fish, part of the Undisputed Era, and most prominently, a man who recently held the NXT North American Championship, Bronson Reed, a man we had on this program not too long yeah. ago. So right a, lot of, name, a lot, of na- lot of names released. This is followed up by a report from Dave Meltzer who quoted people saying that the company doesn't want any more midgets People starting in their 30s, and they want attractions, box office attractions. Uh, And uh, so that word came out, and the internet obviously got mad because there's more releases in WWE. uh, And we had the Bray Wyatt one just last weekend. So this comes out, and then we get word that uh, many people, higher-ups in WWE, want some serious changes to WWE NXT. And they want to see it uh, geared in a stronger direction to create talent for Raw and SmackDown. It's a bummer story. Real bummer story. It's it's one that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And it's it's the same thing like with all the main roster releases. And the the excuse that always comes out is budget Budget. cuts, which I don't buy uh, at all. Uh, especially when it comes down to a guy like Bray Wyatt. I think there is more to that story. Uh, it is not my job to find out more to that story, uh, but maybe it will be one day. I don't know. But it's our job to talk about what it, it, it is. <laughs> again, I can only look at the yeah. information that is given to me, and that one makes me scratch my head. And when you have PW Insider coming out and saying um, that this is all part of another restructuring of NXT, again, to go to go younger. Uh, to go to part of they're gonna got to do a new logo and new rebranding and this that and the other thing and they want they want to go younger makes no sense when you're releasing people like Jake Atlas who is 26 just scratching the surface is an absolute star if you give him a chance to to go out there and do something when you release um when when you release guys like Bronson Reed when I consider Bronson Reed old not even close would I consider him small not even close. Um, I mean, you got guys in here who are 26, 27, 28, who are absolute studs. Some guys that you just signed months ago because they had interest from AEW. Alex Sane. Yeah. Alex Sane. Yeah. We signed him. Guys. We signed him a little while ago and there was a little bit of a bidding war. I remember he was talking about sides or I heard rumbling said he was talking about sides. Yeah. So he signs with NXT, barely gets used and then he gets, he gets released because they want to go younger. So they want to go. I, I I don't. So I guess it it's all incorporated into. They want to go younger. They want to get bigger. They want to go back to being developmental. Uh, is what they're doing with NXT. And I just sit there and I go, why? Like I I don't I don't understand it. Just just a few years ago, what maybe just two years ago, you established NXT as the third brand. Remember when they kicked the ever loving crap out of Raw and SmackDown at Survivor Series, destroyed them. It was like. Five to two to one, you you d- declared NXT as like the top brand, and since or at least one on equal footing of Braun SmackDown, and since mm-hmm. then it has been a steady decline. 
back down to, okay, now we're just going to be strict uh, developmental, which, again, uh, reports from uh, Andrew Zarian uh, say USA is not very, very happy about that. Uh, one iota, they're uh, scratching their head at some of these releases, like Bronson Reed and Bobby Fish, uh, who's one of the most, uh, you know, one of the best performers in NXT history, part of the best faction in NXT history, and he's just unceremoniously let go. And you're looking at all of these changes, wanting to go bigger, wanting to go younger. You got Adam Cole, whose contract is is up soon. You got mm-hmm. B's contract, who's up soon. And then I look at three other guys, guys like Tommaso Ciampa, Johnny Gargano, and um, and Kyle O'Reilly, and I go, what do all these changes mean for them? I. I, I can't be the only one who's genuinely concerned about what the future holds for those guys if the quote-unquote no more midget, no more smaller guy, you know, that that indie style of wrestling that, uh, you know, we all love and has gotten really, really popular and is big in AEW, if that's going away, if they're they're branching away from that, I, I, I'm I genuinely concerned about a few of those uh, longer-tenured stars on NXT for sure right now. In no way is this me d- defending the releases. Right. Apologist. No, I'm kidding. There we go. <laughs> but there has to be. Well, if we all, if we agree, this would be a boring show. If I didn't, if I didn't say why I think these things are happening. Number one, this show it AEW got them off of Wednesday nights. I think that has a lot to do with what's going on. Yes. And if if you look at that, like, did you did do we think anyone was going to be absolved of that? And also, everything we hear about these cuts is it was not one made by people that run NXT. That are the the figure that are the point people on NXT. Somebody came in, one of these chances cha- changes made, all right, and and maybe the network's unhappy or this or that. But you look at this week's NXT, there's more interest in this week's NXT, all right. They had a significantly uh, a tick up in viewership, in overnight viewership, uh, and th- their their eighteen to thirty four number was. More interesting. Maybe some people are tuning in to see what the show is going to be like with some names off of it. But they still have, they still know where they're going. We still have Takeover. We still have Joe versus Cross. Uh, now we have Walter and uh, Elena Dragunov coming off coming over from Europe, and they have some great investments there. I, I'm not going to say it's all bad. It's certainly bad. This Bronson Reed makes no sense. No sense. Feel bad for Mercedes Martinez. Maybe the thing is you want to go a little bit younger. Notice everyone says, "Oh, they're getting rid of people in their 30s." They said they don't want anyone starting in their 30s. They don't want to. They don't want to recruit an athlete who's starting their wrestling journey in their thirties. Damn it! I, as someone who's in their thirties, I can get that. You know what I mean? Like I, I can get that to a degree. I, all got, right? I got. I got a lot of ticks left on my bump card. All right, man. <laughs> but they don't want no uh, five eight overweight thirty year old. I'm not their demo. I'm not what they're looking for. Damn um. It. So, so I get that, but it's still a bummer because you got a lot of people that had some very, very exciting things. And I've, as I've said to people, is this a Nick Khan thing? Is is this just this guy who's coming and is now really has WWE, not just Vince McMahon's ear, but like everyone's ear in WWE for all these different cuts. They've released so many different people. They've made so many different changes. Everyone thinks it's just wrestlers. That's what we see on the surface. But they made a lot of huge structural changes to their video departments, to their production departments. I mean, I think they're trying to run a leaner ship and have a higher profit value. Uh, and, and and a hey, lot man, of people that's, think that's the, that's the radio model. Do do more with less. <laughs> I mean, that's, yeah. we're going to cut. We're going to trim. And the people who are left get the job done. That's now you would think radio you would companies think, across the country. 
you would think with these with these big TV deals they've signed over the past few years, which are still in, in action, and I think many of those deals will still remain. I still think they'll get a lot of those deals because this is still WWE. And, and as much as everyone thinks AEW is going to flip the world, you just don't compete with brand awareness. Like, like I mean, you can, but you, you don't compete with something that's 80 years old. You know what I mean? And it is established. Look, you, this, you're, you're coming at Disney here. This is nothing, Disney. Nothing, nothing that WWE has done this year is going to knock them off of the top of the mountain this year or even next I think, year or I the year people, after that. For the people that are really mad about those releases, that's probably the hardest thing for them to hear is they would think that these releases would be a huge mistake and then the company is going to fall, right? And then we're going to root for the demise of all these different people and executive positions. Mind you, we don't even know 100% who made these calls. A lot of people think it was Vince McMahon call. We've heard a lot of different issues about this. The one thing we know for sure is this was not a Triple H Shawn Michaels call. No. You know, uh, so people came in, said, we need to make some changes. We're going to do some changes now. The thing I'll take from that is at least those people stepped in and said, if we want NXT to be a real show and, and really grow, I, we want to make some major changes to the show. So I would say there's an interest in that I think is intriguing. Uh, I, one thing that did worry me is when I saw that takeover was not going to be in Las Vegas and it was not going to be a part of that traditional quarterly residency presentation that WWE has been doing for the past few years. Um, and also it's going to be on a Sunday. It's going to be after, after SummerSlam. In the Capitol Wrestling Center. I I don't think WWE is doing these changes with the idea of growth for NXT in mind. I think this is reverting back. I think over the last three, four, five years, it's all about been growing NXT and pushing them. And at times, they have been the best show under WWE's umbrella. Um, whether but Vince, it, the, whether the, Vince it's not, it's not as popular as Raw and SmackDown. It's, it, it's just not. It's know? not. No, but it's... For a while there, they were pulling the same number. If they had started at the same time as AEW, I think their numbers would be very comparable to AEW. Now, again, AEW is growing because they are adding these monster stars, um, one after another, Miro, Andrade, Christian. Uh, now they bring in Malachi Black, CM Punk, and Daniel Bryan reportedly on the way. Um, they're only going to get bigger and bigger. They bring in somebody like Sting, uh, even if he's just showing up and standing on the outside. Like, fuck, man, it's still Sting. He's still out there. He's doing he's doing the kicks with with Orange Cassidy. All right, like it's that show is genuinely entertaining. And and Cole Cabana said something uh, on uh, on either his podcast or or somebody else's show where he said, "Look, we don't treat our audience like they're dummies. That and that's the thing is like we we we." Uh, reward our audience for remembering the past and we we book towards long term and that's where WWE goes they book more towards the casual audience and that's why they try to bring and that's who they try to bring in which is why you get guys like Goldberg and John Cena showing up for these major shows like SummerSlam so it's it's a difference in philosophy and WWE knows I believe that they know they have to start building up the next big crop of stars uh, for their company, and I think you know anybody who doesn't fit that mold, I think they're they're letting go right now. I think they made a massive mistake in letting go Bronson Reed because I think that is somebody who could be uh, one of those big stars. The guy is a really really talented super heavyweight, the best one in the world, according to uh, the man that uh, himself is now going by the name of Jonah on uh, social media. So 
I think they made a lot of mistakes uh, with with these releases and how they've gone about doing business this year has definitely left a sour taste uh, in a lot of fans' mouths. But again, it's that it's that P one WWE. They tend to go more toward the casual audience than their diehards because they got you. They know they got the diehards. AEW they reward their diehards more than anything. Will how will that shake out over the course of time? I don't know, but WWE is not going away anytime soon. And we'll we'll see if AEW can can make some headway here. But I yeah. do think that NXT is being punished for sure uh, for losing the Wednesday Night Wars. I think they are 100%. I don't think Vince McMahon has a whole lot of respect for AEW. And I think uh, them losing uh, really made Vince McMahon sour on NXT. And that's pure speculation on my part, but that's just my gut feeling about it. I don't know. There's so much about it I don't know. And I want to know. You know, but there's so much I don't know. And and I, I would love to see NXT get on the road again if they can do that with everything that's going on. But hey, with the Delta variant, who knows? They just want to keep right. it easy and run with the crew they have. I completely get that. We got some good news. Johnny Gargano. Hey. Candice LeRae made it made a great statement here. They put up the picture. A baby is on the way, and they put little kick pads, little, little baby kick pads were there. I thought that was adorable that they had little baby kick pads there. Uh, they will be welcoming a child in the future. Uh, congratulations to them. Uh, Candice LeRae did get to hold some gold before she yes, decided to transition her life. I don't think this is the end of her wrestling career. Uh, there are people that wrestle in WWE that are mothers. That is, that is uh, gentlemen. Uh, you have to learn that women can do a lot of amazing things because I've already heard people say, look, well, this is the end of her WWE. Oh, shut up. You are <laughs> such a, you are, oh man, dude, you need to live your life and talk to more people. Maybe, maybe women, actual adults. Yeah, uh, go meet uh, Go actually meet and talk to a female and yeah, and, and do that. first. Yeah. yeah. So I saw that, but congratulations to Johnny Gargano, Candice LeRae, uh, having a baby on the way. I'm um, got to think that maybe you've seen some attorney leave uh, from both these people uh, kind of oh, getting sure. out of the ring. For sure. Absolutely. Uh, and, you know, good for them. Take as much time as you want. Um, you know, it, it, it'll be a while before we see Candice LeRae back in the ring, but uh, I think we we will see her. Uh, doesn't mean she can't do some some vignette video type stuff uh, that we've seen, you know, before. I think Johnny Gargano is is very, very creative. Uh, if he wants to keep Candice LeRae in the fold with the way and the videos and the the index uh you know, everything that's going on between uh, Dexter Loomis and Indy. I think mm-hmm. absolutely they can continue to have Candace take part. And I think uh, there's some really creative stuff that they could do that Johnny's going to want to do uh, down the line. But uh, yeah, there's going to be some attorney leaving their future and good. Take as much time as you want. Trust me. As I, I as love was that too. There's not enough time you can take away in this world. I love those vignettes this week on NXT. I absolutely loved them. They were all short. They were chunky. They were funny. Each one of them had a good standout joke in it. Um, Indy Hartwell going on this date with Dexter Loomis and her parents, Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae. We buy these kids this house to protect them and show them the way. <laughs> Enjoyed our little cult, and Austin's off in the woods, and now we have her going out with him. I'm gonna go talk to her. Do you have protection? Of course, I have protection. I'm a former NXT Women's <laughs> Tag Team Champion. <laughs> Just posing, doing the double buy. <laughs> this this does make me wonder, though, if there if the way has a has a future in NXT, uh, because you can kind of read the tea leaves here. Both Indy and Austin Theory have been working dark matches, uh, both on Raw and SmackDown. So maybe they're being looked at for for some main roster uh, call ups. Uh, Indy isn't going to be in a tag team by herself. 
Uh, so mm-hmm. maybe this uh, this index stuff is a way for her to kind of break away uh, from the way, uh, shall we say. But uh, it, it's going to be interesting whether or not that group is able to to stay together and and maybe it just splits up naturally. And, and that would be that would be fine. Um, I, I think I think Raw or I think Raw especially could use Indy Hartwell uh, on, in its women's division, which is something that we'll we'll get to here. But uh, that's going to be something that's going to be interesting to watch is how much longer does the way stay together um, and whether or not they they ultimately just go their separate ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, over in AEW, obviously they're they're shaking things up. Got a lot of stuff going on. Uh, so uh, this Friday will, they will debut their new television show. Not web- Sorry. Uh, uh, not another uh, web show, but a new television show. This will air on TNT. Lean up to a change for Dynamite on Wednesdays coming up in about a month or so. When Wednesday switches over to TBS, uh, so it'll be a very interesting scenario for them. On top of that, you have All Out coming up uh, Labor Day weekend, and then you have this Rampage show. Now, the second version, the second uh, edition episode of this will emanate from the United Center August 20th, the night before SummerSlam in the United Center. Over 20,000 tickets have been sold for this show. So that is how red hot the AEW brand is. They're going to run Chicago twice uh, with a week of residency for Gee, Dynamite. I why. And all out. And what, you wonder why? And Rampage just just, just just seems like they're just selling on rumor and innuendo and reports and what the fans are talking about and the thing they're talking about is CM Punk. Okay, so let's just get this ahead of yourselves. Um, CM Punk is all but expected to make his uh, a triumphant arrival and return to professional wrestling on August twentieth at the home of the Chicago Blackhawks, his his favorite hockey team, home of the Chicago Bulls in the city he made famous for wrestling and one of the hottest wrestling markets in the country. Uh, Punk uh, is going to be on Heels, the TV show on Stars. Uh, that looks he was, really he was wrestling on, by the way. Yeah, he's, he's wrestling he's, on those Ricky Rabies. Yeah, uh, and it's weird because like he's playing like this middle-aged wrestler who is out of shape. Like he's not like he's he looks like me wrestling, but you know, still a little uh, skinny, the the fat skinny wrestler. Uh, but he's God, he looks weird. He's got like no tattoos or anything like that. It just does not. It doesn't look right. How do, how do you, whenever I see that, whenever they cover someone's tattoos, is like, how do you work like that? Like, is there stuff you got to put on that they have to constantly touch it up and all that stuff? I think he's got a bodysuit on because, like I said, he's that's not what his uh, what his no. figure looks like. But it, it, the picture I saw. Was, it is alarming to see him because you're so used to see him covered in tattoos, right? Right. So yeah. it was it was alarming to not see him in tattoos. Like it was like alarming. I was like, wait, it, where, where, where was that guy? It, it took my brain like time to register. I'm sitting there going, is that punk? That's not punk. Uh, that show premieres uh, on the 15th, August 15th on Stars. Uh, if you get it, let us know what you think of it. Uh, but also, Rampage is premiering this week. Where is that from? What is that from? That's from Archer. Okay. Ever- <laughs> oh, love Archer. Yeah, love Archer. Underrated show. Underrated show. So every time I every time I think of uh every <laughs> literally every time I hear Rampage, that's what I think of is is the episode where he goes on the, the killing spree for like the Irish mob. <laughs> Rampage <laughs> solid drop. Solid drop. Um I hope I hope that audio got picked up on our end. 
Oh, 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 Jesus. Yeah, I didn't even think yeah, about it. That'd be weird. Uh, yeah, if you didn't hear that, that was Rampage <laughs> from Archer. Uh, so this show's going to air uh, on Friday nights after SmackDown. At 10 o'clock, yeah. They're what making that play up on a Friday night. I think it's are, are we asking too much of wrestling audience on a tough TV night as it was? Because a lot of people thought that the weirdest thing that WWE was doing when they brought when they went over to SmackDown on Fox was they were going to be on Friday nights. Now, proved to be a good move because it's the most watched pro wrestling show by Still. a wide margin. By a wide margin. Everyone looks at those overnight numbers. By the time this show gets to Monday or Monday or Tuesday, you're talking about four or five million people watching it. Everyone talks about that overnight number. I want to talk about that four or five day number. You know, it's doing very, very well. Uh, also tends to be one of the more popular shows on Hulu, too. So so I was like, I was like, that's doing really that's a strong, strong number. I mean, this show competed with basketball games. SmackDown's a strong show. Now, the issue is AEW had some nights where they were moved during the NBA playoffs. They had some dynamites they did on Friday nights. And they didn't do a great number. It was no, fine. But uh, but this is a show now. It's no, this is its own show. It's only an hour, all right. And it's definitely being positioned to pivot off wrestling audiences that are tuned in to television live on Friday nights with SmackDown, and maybe we can make some of those fans into AEW fans. I honestly, I would not be surprised if this time slot changes sooner rather than later. Uh, either it is widely successful, and they decide to add a second hour and then all of a sudden we're we're competing they're they're, they're gonna go eight o'clock head to head with smackdown I think that that would be a, i wouldn't do it i wouldn't do it or nobody's going to watch because it's 10 o'clock on a friday night and they're gonna switch to a, a saturday show or put it on thursdays or or something uh 10 o'clock at night on a friday i get what they're trying to do they want that lead in they want people to switch right from smackdown uh over to aew and if they get and a lot of, a lot of this is warner media tnt where they're broadcasting this isn't just yeah. AEW saying we want to be on tv whenever we want right. i know? do think it was smart right off the bat not to try to compete with smackdown because it is no. uh, the most watched show it is wwe's uh regularly their best programmed show um uh, now but aew they're coming out swinging this week they got they got three title matches on the card they got Britt baker in pittsburgh uh i will i i love Britt baker but uh i i hate pittsburgh so i will uh be why why I is that because they suck city, uh, city of three rivers what are you talking about the city sucks they can take those terrible towels and shove them up your new i want, new I want to apologize to my close personal friend dominic d'angelo of wrestles wrestlezone.com want to apologize to him uh him and his family and wonderful people from pittsburgh all right and all those disparaging things that you just said about the fine people there for many box everything everything, <laughs> everything about your city sucks i want you to open up that door and like troy palomalo is just coming through they're just wrecking you just destroying you i i did like and then he stomps on your becky lynch pop-up i i did uh cover the uh I did cover the Bengals like one year, the one year that James Harrison was in Cincinnati. That was, that was, yeah, okay. No, I, I, I would, um, yeah, I'll take back everything I said about the city, but no, I'm kidding. Uh, but uh, the, the, seriously, that man is, is scary uh, up close. Uh, James Harrison is, that's for damn sure. And he went He's right a back. human bus. He's a human yeah, bus. literally a human bus. Uh, but uh, yeah, screw Pittsburgh. I hope, uh, I hope to see Red Velvet take one of those Britsburg towels and just shine her boots with it or do something even more nefarious with it. Uh, light one on fire for all I care. I think that would get a what great. Else, what else do they have on this rampage debut? I, I have to get you off your regional sports rants. <laughs> the 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 most interesting match I think on the entire card 
is is Christian and Kenny Omega. Not fighting for the AEW World Championship because Christian was named the number one contender uh, for that title at All Out. But -hmm. Christian went to good old TK and said, hey, look, Kenny's got a, a wide array of belts over there. Why don't you give me a shot at one of those other ones? And now he is going to be challenging for the Impact World Championship Friday on Rampage in Pittsburgh. I'm very, very intrigued by this. And right now, I would put it at very good odds that Christian walks away as the Impact World Champion. Because why would Christian lose to Omega on Friday and then still get the opportunity at Omega again unless he's screwed out of it, unless we get like WWE-style booking here? Why would Christian get another shot at Omega when he already lost? Because as we know in AW, wins and losses matter. So I guess the question is, do you buy that Christian is going to be the guy who gets the shot at all out or does he lose on Friday? And then ultimately because of that lose out on his opportunity at all out and they pull somebody else in there, somebody like a CM Punk or Hangman Adam page. It's confusing is what it is. Confusing. And no one's going to like this because no one likes hearing anything. You can't say anything bad about them. You have to be on the team, right? You have to be on the team, and this is the team of what, people. What, what's and the like, term? what's the term people are throwing about? Is it AEW sexual? Is that the is that yes. the term that the IWC has come up with? The AEW, the internet wrestling community has an identity, and my identity is anything that McMahon doesn't like. Yeah, that's it. That's what I was talking about. I was a day one WWE Network subscriber. But I have listened. I have listened to Grandpapa Dave Meltzer. All hail Tony Khan. Suck it, McMahon. That's right. We're taking that. You cannot cease and desist me and my friends. IWC 69 Scott out. All right. So that's IWC 69 Scott. Um, that, that, that type of fan who uh, has, has called me a WWE apologist because I, I live in this world. Apologist! Reality. So the reality of the situation is Christian is one, one of the best wrestlers of his generation. He absolutely is. It was shocking when he came over. But the circumstances that he came over were big guys coming. Big guys going to sign with AEW. Big names going to be here. And he came out, and it was definitely shocking. But because AEW listens to their fans and does what the fans want. They know their fans aren't dummies, right? They're not dummies, right? Those fans are saying, well, CM Punk's coming here. We're going to get CM Punk. Eh, we, we've just said that it's CM Punk. Uh, we, we, you know, we're, get, we're getting CM Punk, so this is CM Punk. Remember that, that pay-per-view? Remember that? Double or nothing? Mm-hmm. And then Christian came out, and everyone's like, where's CM Punk? Because we, we were saying it was going to be CM Punk, and it wasn't CM Punk. Because we're online, and we're saying it, so it's got to be CM Punk. Now we're actually hearing validated reports from real people saying he's going there. And you have you have AEW characters on television using CM Punk's catchphrases to tease things, right? And they're all but letting their fans make the noise and be the beehive for them. And they're the honeybees, right? 
and you're bringing them back to the nest. That is what AEW is doing. It's very, very clever, especially for a brand at their scale that isn't massive, as massive as WWE, but they're selling out arenas and they're really beating the drum with their diehard audience, right? They don't have casuals. They have AEW fans, right? That's what it is. Yeah. Problem with that when you're doing marketing is it becomes a hive mind where you can't do anything outside of the hive mind. But once you turn on the hive, it becomes alarmingly obvious that you've taken advantage of these people that are dedicated to you while also wanting to tell them something else. This is just like WrestleMania 30. That crowd wants Adam Hangman Page to take down Kenny Omega. That is what you've been building to. That's where you're going. And then you just told Hangman Page, go back down the card. Maybe there's something with Hangman Page. That's the reason why you're not doing that. Uh, and now you're going with Christian, and you're going to put it on TV, and you're going to do this, and Christian's an established name, and no one would argue that. All right, he's absolutely a fantastic performer, Hall of Fame-level guy. He will go in the WWE Hall of Fame, even if he's still in AEW, he'll go in the WWE Hall of Fame. No arguing that. But Paige is the guy that people wanted in this match. That's what you built. That's what they wanted. That's where this is going. And AEW has this thing where, well, if we drag things out, because we only do quarterly pay-per-views, we're not like WWE. We don't insult your intelligence. You know, we give you real storytelling. This is uh, alarming. We were doing that, but now we're just going to go do this something else because we want to drag that out even further. Yeah, there there are reports that Hangman is unavailable for All Out, which is why he's not getting the title opportunity. And if that is the case, that makes that's perfect sense. If he's not available, yeah. it's not available. I'm not even going to speculate. or. Look and this is that. a pivot. This is a pivot. Right. This is absolutely a pivot. And it's to a lot of people, it's an underwhelming pivot. Uh, you saw on Dynamite this week, like there were there the second that Christian was announced as the number one contender, they started chanting for CM Punk. Like yep. they started chanting. They weren't until until Christian called Omega a jagoff. That crowd in Pittsburgh was incredibly underwhelmed. Good on Christian because he knew he had to bring him back in. He knew exactly. he had to he's a pro. He's, he's a pro's a pro. pro. Uh, but Christian's run so far in AEW, it has been a, a slow build. He hasn't he hasn't lost any matches uh, to, to my I mean, he lost the uh, uh, the over the top battle royal. He's done a great job in helping helping Jungle Boy get over. Jungle Boy is over AF. Jungle Boy got the loudest pop of the night on AEW when his music came out next to Christian. That crowd was very, oh, hey, cool. It's Christian. And then Jungle Boy's music hit and the roof blew off the joint. All right, so I don't know if you. How make much of this they just get to sing the song? <laughs> I'm sure that has a lot to do with it yeah. because people are that damn simple. Yeah. Why do people love Shinsuke Nakamura because they love to sing along to his music. His right? th his theme song's over like Rover again. Yes. Boog, Boogs, Boogs, and Pat McAfee making that a special attraction yes, every week. Absolutely, and look, and I guarantee you, he'll be Intercontinental Champion inside of a month. Uh, I guarantee love it. I love it. it. Happen. I feel bad for Apollo Crews because it, it definitely seems like he's just falling down a well uh again now that the crowds are back um but man you know i i feel bad for christian because i think people should be more ecstatic for this i know when this when he first showed up and he teased hey look I, i'm gonna take on hangman adam page but i'm gonna earn my way there i was mm -hmm. excited to see omega and christian and now there's it just doesn't seem like there's a lot of people that are excited to see uh omega and christian i still am I hope this is the match at All Out. I don't think Christian's going to win. I would not be surprised, though, if he walks away Friday with the Impact World title. That would be my guess. Is somehow, so they make, somewhere... so, they make so they have some type of moment on their first Rampage show. Big so they make, 
yeah. Uh, I would, I, I would I say something along the lines of some uh, some gang war shenanigans type stuff where uh, maybe Jungle Boy helps Christian capture the uh, the Impact World Title as a way to help protect Omega some more. Um, but uh, I I man, unless they're trying to do a swerve here where Christian is not the guy at all out and they move to a CM Punk or Rick, bring back Rick, Hangman. Rick. Rick, wake wake me up when AEW doesn't finish their show with 19 people in the ring again. Ah, oh, why, why do they do this? They do everyone, that a lot. Everyone, everyone lets them off the hook on that too. It drives no, me not crazy. Everybody. Not everybody. But, I, I, um, I know, but there's more people joining me joining the chorus in this one. How many times are you going to do the crash ending on Dynamite where everyone gets in the ring and then there's a run in and they've done this where they had a singles match and they're like, Hey, we got two minutes left here. And they're singing on commentary. Got to make sure we get 15 people in the ring with uh, 45 different corresponding. Hey, uh, everybody's got to get storylines time. Everybody's got to get their TV time, man. No, not everybody needs to get their TV time to tell a story. Let it breathe. <laughs> An adult swim. Let some people do some long strokes in that pool. All right, it's getting crowded. It does remember remind. Sim- me a lot. You remember the Simpsons episode when that when when they get the pool right and they get yes. the pool and there's too many kids to get in the pool and the pool blows up. Yes, that's what it feels like. Some weeks on dynamite. I'm telling you, they do it a lot. And they I'm do gonna find time. that meme. I'm hey. gonna find that meme. And oh, uh, IWC sixty nine Scott is gonna be really really pissed off. They do it I like a lot. that we now we have a new character on the show, IWC69 Scott. They do that a lot, and they do it multiple times a night, too. Multiple storylines yeah. that always, yeah, there, there's a lot that, uh, there's a lot of outside. You know how people get mad when WWE does too many rematches on TV? Yeah, I'm one of them. I, it, 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 it is that same, like, it is that same, like, nails behind my ears feeling when I was like, here's 50 people in the ring again. You know, like, 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 here it is. Nothing. And it's, it's just too much, too many pieces. And guess what? You don't remember any of it. You don't remember any of it. None of it, like, none of it is, you don't remember it. Why do people still remember the ending they did last week with Malachi and Cody, which was corny, right? The reason they remember it is it's just two guys in the ring. <laughs> it was like 45 people in the ring. Yeah, it, it wasn't Malachi and Kenny and like 19 other people who were jumping Cody at the end of the show. It was just Malachi hit him with the crutch. And I get where sometimes it's really entertaining, right? Uh, but it, it's it's so played out. It's so played out. Dude, it's, you know, it, it all comes down to the right portion, right? Like you can have really, really rich cheesecake, but after you have like two or three bites of it, that's enough. After that, but the problem is, I don't know if that parlay isn't doing an hour long show, two hour show, cram a bunch of people in there. You have some bandwidth to do that. Uh, do you have that bandwidth now with an hour long show, which they're saying is going to be, it's going to be a handful of really, really good matches every single week. We're going to have some, some solid matches and you're going to get some really, really cool stuff. So it's a tight biggest- time frame. That's an hour. You know, it's, it's an hour. Frame. It's a tight time frame, but I'll tell you the one thing I'm more concerned about is a four-man broadcast booth for an hour show. That's that to me screams train wreck for an hour show. I don't know how long that's going to last. They may have some people just sitting back during some matches though, too, on that regard. I would, I would hope. I would that'll hope be, that'll be Excalibur with Mark Henry, Chris Jericho, and who am I forgetting? 
uh, Paul White. Paul White. So, I mean, yeah, you got those guys under contract. You got to use them. You know, got to do something with them. I get it. Uh, I don't know if it's it's crowded at the commentary table. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> There's a lot of guys. Hell, they got so many run-ins on commentary on Dynamite. I mean, it, it really is. Oh, dude, what happens when they have somebody come in and they need to get into the commentary table? Like, oh, there's no chairs. You're just going to have to stand at the end. You know, yeah. Try it, to get your headset. It is, uh, man, it, it, Dynamite is is really kind of a no-holds-barred attitude. Like, anything can happen and does happen on that show, and sometimes it goes off the rails. Which makes it which makes it really exciting. Like, that right. makes it, like, a very, very fun show. It reminds you, like, Raw and Nitro in the 90s when they were really trying to play it for is, the quarter hours. And, yeah, it was it fun. Is the, it is the antithesis of Monday Night Raw. It's very exciting. Monday Night Raw, right now, I'm sorry, despite the bevy of talent at their fingertips, is boring af most of the time and it is very very unfortunate and it is something that i want to ask kevin uh whether or not he just me people watching people listening right. what are they no, I, I, I want to ask everybody because i got some thoughts on this what what can we do what can wwe do to get raw back on track but before we get there i did have a chance to sit down with the WWE champion today, Bobby Lashley, uh, for about 30 minutes. I think actually about uh, 10 of that was the uh, interview. The rest of that was internet connection problems. Uh, but he was very generous with his time with me today. And I did ask him a very, very important question. And it did surround the Hurt Business, who was once four and is back down to two. And I wanted to know what everybody else wanted to know. What's that? I, I did want to ask you about uh, the the Hurt Business. You know, obviously, uh, WWE is a ch changing landscape. The uh, Hurt Business used to be four. It's down to two. Um, there was a kick there where MVP was on a, uh, a recruiting uh, tour, and uh, a lot of fans have been uh, wondering, maybe will there be any uh, new additions made to the Hurt Business? One name that gets brought up a lot in the uh, internet wrestling community is a guy like Keith Lee. You want to talk about two dudes who were, uh, you know, two Brahma Bulls beating the hell out of each other. That's what you two dudes did uh, a couple weeks back. Interesting names like Naomi pop up all the time. Had there been discussions between yourself and MVP about possibly adding to the Hurt Business, or is it just focused on Bobby Lashley at this moment? Nope, nope. We've, we've discussed it. Yeah. Right. Not gonna, not gonna uh, open up the curtain there a little bit for me. You keep business behind closed doors. That was a secret meeting between MVP and myself. <laughs> I can't let you know. If I let you know, then it's gonna be on the. It's gonna be on, all over the internet the next day. Bobby Lashley said he's gonna pick up Keith Lee. Bobby Lashley. You know, there's a lot of people that I think could use um, a little bit of assistance, a little bit of motivation, a little bit of guidance. Um, and we do have a couple people in mind. I think uh, some of those names that you that you said are are, are worthy, 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 worthy um, members. But then again, you know, some of the guys that we had before, Sheldon and Cedric, you know, those guys are incredible talents. Also, um, don't know what we're gonna do with the herd business, but I know that there's there's room, there's room for um, growth. I tried, I tried so hard. Hey, dude. Hey, he put that. He, hey, he put the hurt lock on. Oh, he did. He's and like, he, just, he, he stuffed that thing out. But take your journalistic he, integrity he and didn't. shove it up your ass. That's what Bobby Lashley said. <laughs> he was pleasant about his response. No, he, he knew also, I had to ask. He, he also, Rick, I'm going to be ugly, Frank, maybe because I'm the duh, apologist. He don't owe you shit, Rick. He don't owe you, he don't owe you a scoop. He don't owe you a scoop. 
You 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 get you scoop your own raisin bran, buddy. All right, you know you a scoop. Look at you trying to scoop the Almighty like that, trying to trying to get one on him. All right, these impenetrable defenses, impenetrable defenses. I say. Hey, all I'm gonna say, all, I'm gonna go wildly uh, speculative here, and I'm just gonna say he wants Keith Lee in the hurt business. That's what I read into that. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I read. Uh, well, I read you brought up Keith you, Lee. you brought up Money at Raw. I was at Money at Raw a few weeks ago. Uh, and I, I had a good time, but I definitely felt like, hey, this is a show that needs something else on it. It's got a lot of really talented wrestlers on it. Yep. I think it has, some, it has some of the best wrestlers in the world. Whether or not people like to agree with that, it is. You know, you know, wrestling Alex fans Fair. have a, a, they have a, the most recent thing they reacted to is their most, is their all, all completely determining emotion of all time, right? Um, but Charlotte Flair is one of the best wrestlers in the world. She's there. Drew McIntyre is one of the best baby faces in wrestling. He's there. Uh, goddamn, Jinder Mahal is making something out of himself right now as, as a villain on the show. And Bobby Lashley is one of the most dominating and convincing world champions in professional wrestling at the moment. But this is a three-hour show that kind of drags. This is a three-hour show that has a lot of rematches on it. This is a three-hour show that needs something. It's time, even though they're in front of they're in front of fans, we have to ask ourselves, because we're on a show, and we get to talk about wrestling and say what we want to see, right? I want to hear what the fans want to see. I want to see what you want to do, Rick. Let's reboot Raw. All right? Raw reboots. I want you guys to get down in the comments and give us your Raw reboots. Things you want on Raw. Doesn't mean you have to get rid of something. All right? But what do you want to see change? All right? Maybe it's a little fantasy bookie, but I want you to be productive. Don't just say, I "I like this guy who hasn't wrestled in 15 years and I want him on TV. No. We're not bringing back Hardcore Holly. God bless Hardcore Holly. He'll chop my nipples off. All right? Um, But... I feel like there's a backstory there. Dude, chop a nipple hard, man. You see a hard crawly, like rip, he'll rip your peck off. All right. That's what oh, I'm okay. Told. A chop. Like, sorry. I when you said chop, I thought butcher knife, not never mind. You're the wrestler. <laughs> I just dude, I'm tired. That's just where my brain went. All right. <laughs> this is where my brain went. I heard chop and I'm thinking, I'm thinking Chucky. I'm not thinking Ric Flair. Okay. <sighs> Oh, okay. Hey, sometimes right. we go off the rails, folks. It's it's all right. There we go. And, and we look, go. Now, here's the other thing. Like, it's really, really easy to say, "Oh, we'll get rid of Vince and everything will be fine." Not happening. Like, no. Let's, let's also, be get, also, I don't think that's a good thing, guys. There's there's a lot of things about WWE that are really, really cool that you really, really like that you really, really love that he absolutely 100 completely crafted with maybe one or two other people. Yeah, I I think I think he's lost uh I think he's a little out of touch nowadays with what the fans want, but the fans are also fickle and they want something different every other week. Uh and that's that that you that saw it on dynamite. We, they we, didn't that, care, you know? It was saw it on dynamite lot. when they when they turned on that the cage thing, yeah. Yeah, that play they plays a lot uh into decision making for sure, which is why I think, you know, to their credit, WWE just puts their head down and does what they believe to be right. I don't agree with a lot of the decisions that they make, uh, but particularly when it comes to Raw, look, I, I don't think there's really kind of any major overnight change that you can make to Monday Night Raw. I think, you know, they they rely a lot on these uh, these little blips and these little pops from guys like John Cena or Edge or Goldberg to help pop a rating every once in a while. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there there are nothing else other than that is really going to make a big change and even when you bring in somebody like that if becky lynch returned knock on wood if she returned this coming monday yeah that would pop a rating and people would, would tune in the next week 
but she only makes up for about 15 minutes of the show. Maybe, maybe 20, maybe 30. If she has a match, you still got the rest of the show to worry about. And the rest Three of the show, our show every single week. Yeah. And I think, I think with- it's, it's the biggest challenge that raw has is it's a three hour show every single week. Now that we're what we're almost what, eight years into the show being three hours. Right? Yeah. Something like that. And that's the other oh. thing is you can sit there. I've had, because I, when I was putting together, you know, this, I was, I was polling some people on the SK staff and a lot of people said, get rid of the third hour, get rid of the third hour, get rid of the third hour. So much money. It's not going to happen. That's not a simple fix. It's so I will, I will disqualify anyone in the comments. If you say, get rid of the third hour. Oh, Vince McMahon going away, not happening. Get rid of the, getting rid of the third hour. Simple to say, not a simple task. They get paid a All lot. Right, of money so, so, so then we, we've talked about what's wrong. Tell me what you want to do. It's going to make it right. I, I look. I, I outlined this in a in a video uh, for uh, Sports Kita. You can see that up on the uh, the YouTube right now. I think there are some little subtle tweaks that you can make right now, right this second. They're not mm-hmm. going to pay off overnight, but they're going to pay off in the long run. And one of them is you got to establish, especially on Monday night, who's the next crop of top tier guys, because you do have an issue, presumably when Lashley is done with Goldberg. Who's next? Pun intended. Who is, is there any obvious choice? If you go over on AEW right now and say, okay, well, once Omega beats Christian, who's next? You have a myriad of options. Mm-hmm. You have guys like Darby Allen who could step in. You got a guy like mm-hmm. Malachi Black who could step in. Uh, Hangman Adam Page makes a lot of sense. There are guys over, a Jungle Boy makes a lot of sense. There are guys over and over and over again that you could say make a ton of sense. Daniel Bryan, CM Punk, when they come in, John Moxley could get back in there uh, immediately because they, they keep dudes strong over there. On Monday Night Raw, Kevin, who's next? Who who's the heir apparent? Who steps up? Because you got your top established guys, Drew McIntyre. He's been in the WWE title picture long enough. It he hasn't had that much of an extended break. You got AJ Styles and Randy Orton. They're in uh tag team uh programs right now. The two younger guys that you have done a good job of building up are Omas, or excuse me, Omas, Omas and uh and Riddle. They're in that same tag title program. So where do you go? If you're raw, you have to establish who, who are your top level guys? Who are, are they? Is it Keith Lee? Is it mm-hmm. Kerry Cross? Is it AJ? Is, is it AJ Styles? Is it uh, Matt Riddle? Is it Omos? Who, who is are, it for you? Who do you want to be those top guys? I, I think there are five names that I would focus on. I, 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 tr- I think oh, they're doing a good job with Omos and Riddle. I think Damian Priest is a guy that to a certain extent, they're doing a good job building up. They have protected him in the win-loss category. Karen Cross and Keith Lee, they could do better with those guys. If I'm picking five from the main roster right now, those are my five guys that I'm building up. And you have to protect them at all cost, which means don't put Keith Lee and Karrion Cross in two random matches and go 50-50 booking because that doesn't help anybody. If you're trying to build up a guy like Damian Priest, I love Damian Priest. I love Damian Priest. I'm a big John Morrison guy. When they announced on Monday night that they were wrestling for the eighth time in some variation or another since WrestleMania, I immediately tuned out. I didn't want to watch those two fight each other anymore. I just didn't. I have no interest in watching Damian Priest and John Morrison or Damian Priest versus The Miz again. Damian Priest, since he was brought up in January outside of the Royal Rumble, has faced the same six guys since he's been brought up. It's August. He's faced six guys between January and August. I would like to see different matchups, fresh matchups. When you look at AEW, part of the thing that what they do was so well is making each individual show feel special, feel like it's mm-hmm. own thing, not giving you the same thing week in and week out. 
And I think they could do a better job of protecting and building up their next, their next level guys. And at the same point, also protecting all of their champions and making the entire show feel like it means something because right now you look at a guy like Apollo Cruz, he's lost twice to Shinsuke Nakamura already. So when Shinsuke Nakamura wins the intercontinental championship, presumably it's not going to have as big of an impact. Can you imagine if WWE booked all of their champions the way that they book Roman Reigns and Bobby Lashley or the way AEW books Miro when somebody finally beats Miro for that TNT title, it's going to make the guy who beats him. When somebody beats Roman Reigns for that Universal Championship, it's going to make the guy who beats him. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Bobby Lashley. Sheamus just lost to Damian Priest, who is the same guy that he's facing at SummerSlam. Sheamus, granted he was injured for a little bit, has only defended the United States title one time. One time since he won the damn thing at WrestleMania. And Injury, was- though. Got his he- nose broken. Got his nose broken. He was out for a couple of weeks, but still, we're talking over the span of a few months here. He could have been defending that intercontinental. And now he has a gnarly, he's a gnarly face mask. <laughs> I like that face mask a lot, and I like that they're using it as a weapon too. Um, but I mean, it's like they put titles on people, and then it's just they don't do anything with it really. Who's been Apollo Cruz's big, big feud since he won the Intercontinental Championship? It's You're talking about eight. SmackDown. Keep it on Monday nights, Rick. I'm okay. Fine. Who has been Sheamus's big? Rival since he won the United States title. Umberto Carrillo? That they had to stretch out because granted he got hurt. Like they put titles on these guys and it, it doesn't matter. You'll notice, like, if they if they want to book something correctly, if they want it to feel special, they'll execute it flawlessly. Flawlessly. We're not watching Edge and Seth Rollins wrestle each other every week, but we're getting some variation to the Mysterios and the Usos every damn week. And then those guys are going to fight each other at SummerSlam. And it's like, I don't care because I'm tired of watching these guys wrestle one another. Get creative with the booking. Have people face each other. Face, I, uh, protect your champions and protect. I, the I, I love the variations of Mysterios and the Usos because they've had really good matches. And I think they have some great chemistry and they're doing some cool stuff with Dominic. But Monday at Raw. Why do you reboot Monday at Raw? Three hour show. Here's what I would do. You got three hours. Yeah. Okay. You got, you got three hours. And we've heard rumblings of the Queen of the Ring tournament. Okay. Sure, we have, and we've 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 heard rumblings of WWE needs to do something fresh, and they tried something with Raw Underground. I mean, you can say whatever you think about Raw Underground. They tried to make something different, and it looked different. I liked right. it. I did. It came I and went. They tr- hey, uh, no, try whatever you want. That was a, a radical different thing for WWE to do. Make it different. Uh, a different circumstance. I think something that's different is you already have the players. Give them something that elevates it. I would love a Monday at Raw to feel like an appointment viewing. Monday at Raw presents Queen of the Ring exclusively on Monday at Raw. Have it only on Monday Night Raw. We own you're only getting this tournament on Monday at Raw. And uh oh, uh Money in the Bank's coming up. Guess what? Before Money in the Bank, we're doing one of those ladder matches here on Raw. All right. And this may weaken your presence on Peacock, but guess what? It's all coming back to NBC Universal. All right. So they're all getting a little taste of it. Doing big payoff things on television. You have more than enough TV that you can make those moments matter sometimes on television. And I think you can get that with the crowning moment of the Queen of the Ring, the crowning moment of something like this, a big rumble, a different concept, a raw roulette we haven't seen in a long time. 
ideas that you have that are there that are just like gathering dust or something like that steel cage monday night we're giving you two steel cage matches to open and end monday night i mean are these simple gimmicks and i'm just going back to them yeah but wwe does a good job with making gimmicks matter they can play them out a little bit but i mean we had a hell in a cell match on tv right so like no, we did yeah. no absolutely you're right and and to your credit yes those help and those definitely do clash the clash of the titans show. Every and quarter, they, there should be a big thing on Monday Night Raw that feels like it's a pay-per-view, maybe would, coming off of a pay-per-view or leading into one that they have on, on Peacock or I would uh, do, WWE I, Network. I would bring back social media-style reactionary shows. Yeah. The Cyber Tuesdays or the Cyber Sundays or the Taboo Tuesdays. And also Manic WWE, Mondays, whatever the fuck you want to call it. I don't care. Uh, yeah, it works. It works because those ideas were way ahead of their time. But at the end of the day, it still doesn't... It, it, I agree with you. They would pop ratings and they could, they can make them feel special, but it, it still doesn't solve the, the core problems, which is nobody's protected. Nobody gets over and wins and losses don't matter. And until you actually fix those on a long term, it, it, it play, it plays out what you're talking about. Cause it gives you a little bit more. Uh, we're going here. This is the end game. We don't have to get everything on to a pay-per-view. We know with you guys who aren't going to be on say SummerSlam that we got this for you with, our special edition of Monday at Raw coming up mid-September. All right? And if you're not going to be on the next pay-per-view for you guys, we got this coming up for you guys for our special edition of Monday at Raw coming up mid-October. All right? When we do Halloween Havoc on Monday at Raw, all right, we got something for you guys here or something like that. There, That's a lot of property, and that's not insulting your intelligence. It's telling diehard fans they can tune in. It's telling them they're going to have something appealing, that you're going to get something meaningful. Then the wins, then the losses matter, and you have the players. Give me more gravity to what's on tv and by doing that add something that's fun and exciting it isn't just another match if they're gonna damian priest there's a john morrison again you know do one of those awesome false count anywhere matches do yeah. something crazy go for broke you know what i mean like like get a little you don't have to you don't have to break the mold to do this this isn't like I, I, to me it is you don't have to break the mold to do this make the tv matches uh become appointments especially every few weeks you can't do it every week but make it feel like that every 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 time that you can, you know, every quarter. Give me something big like that. And I think you could do those things and mix them in and and kind of help bridge the gap towards making the the slower long term investments because that's what these are. You're you're investing in the product long term to make it better, and it takes time for things to pay off when you invest. You got to help you get get your superstars over somehow. So having matches that matter, having stakes. Uh, making again going it kind of along the same lines what i'm what i've been talking about with with the mid card is like making sure that the mid card matters like get rid of these championship contenders matches because they suck because you shouldn't have to beat the champion to maybe get a shot at the champion because one you either lose and then you're out or there is there there are more than enough guys and gals in wwe that can take a pinfall to get somebody ready for a match to take on a champion. And again, I know we're talking about, you know, fixes to raw, but we even see a little bit of this on SmackDown. Sometimes you had that six man tag a few weeks ago where Apollo was tagging with Ziggler and rude. And he's the one who ate the pin in the six man tag match. Literally any of the guys in that match who aren't currently a champion are better options to lose. And then for some reason they had Apollo lose. It makes Apollo look bad it doesn't make him look like he's worthy enough to be that championship to championship holder and then it makes you go well i guess the intercontinental title doesn't matter much because you get that mindset and we've heard you know 
rumblings before of people in the back that nobody cares about the Intercontinental title or nobody cares about the United States title, the tag team titles. First off, yes, we do. Secondly, if we don't, it's because we've been conditioned by you that those titles don't mean anything. So again, it's all about making everything matter. Have matches with stakes. Go back to the good old days of number one contenders matches. Have Shinsuke Nakamura win three matches in a row. Have Cesaro win three matches in a row. Then when they both come out and say, hey, look, I deserve a shot at the IC title. No, I deserve a shot at the IC title. Oh, here comes Sonya Deville down to the ring. You two can fight it out, and the winner's going to face Apollo Crews at SummerSlam. It's simple. Get back to the basics. Just get back to the basics. Make things matter. Help your stars get over. Another case in point with Nikki A.S.H., all right, and this was something that I didn't even think of until I saw uh, Cher Delaware. Uh, she's the one who tweeted it out. Her kids love Nikki A.S.H., absolutely adore her. Nikki A.S.H. was not on the show on Monday until 10.30 Eastern Standard Time. You know what's wrong with that? Her core kids demo's in bed. Kids don't get to see her. Kids don't get to see her. I get being the last match or being in the main event is a big deal, but for certain characters, got to kick off the show. Nikki also a. TV. Also you know TV. I mean? Uh, Saturday's main event, you go back to that concept. When uh, WWE had that on NBC, Hogan always opened those. He, right. he very rarely, unless he was doing, yeah, unless he was doing an angle or something later on in the night. If he was wrestling on those, he was always in the opening. Yeah. And then they, they then they would have like a cool tag team match or a workers match, you know, later on in the night. Sure. Now, again, kids can go back and watch stuff on YouTube, but that doesn't help your ratings. Uh, and not everybody does it, but if you have kids who are staying up till nine o'clock because they know Nikki ASH is going to be in that first hour. Mm -hmm. Cool. I just saw Nikki. She's awesome. I'm going to go, you know, everything. And then all of a sudden over time, she starts getting bigger and bigger pops. And for all the dudes that are saying, I don't care about kids. BS. You were a kid that watched wrestling. That's how you got into this. Yeah. And some of you guys now have kids and guess what? I'm sure your kids are fans of Nikki ASH and you're not letting them stay up until 1030 Eastern standard time. Maybe you are on the West Coast because, again, that's a three-hour time difference. Okay, so that's cool, but you got a lot of audience on the Eastern on the East Coast who didn't see Nikki A.S.H. this week. So you tell, you tell me, Nikki, very over in San Diego. San Diego, way Possibly. over. Her, Rob Burgundy. With the younger audience, yes. Put your more risque adult-type stuff. You know, your Lana Lashley segments, put that on in the third hour when adults are still well, – make that your adult swim hour. Uh, and put your more risque stuff there. But in it's that raw. It's raw after dark. I would do they, they, they probably did that. They probably I, did that back in the 90s. That's how I would structure. That's another thing. Structure it differently. You know, you could have PG hour one, PG 13 hour two, and then I'm not saying R, but, you know, you could do yeah. your more risque stuff in, in the third hour uh, when, when kids are presumably uh, in bed. Another thing you could do, it is which is insane to me, as of this recording, there's still no Nikki A.S.H. merchandise up on WWEshop.com. I don't know how that's a reboot for Raw, but I think we've presented some solid ideas here. I think, again, it's all about helping your star. You, I, it, it's unfathomable to me that they don't want kids with Nikki Ash masks everywhere at SummerSlam. That should They, they should have been selling those the week after she debuted that character. Are you going to get one, Rick? Get a shirt with a butterfly on it. I mean, I'm Rick, are you, are you going to get one? Are you going to get one? I have a myriad of ideas uh, for merchandise for Nikki A.S.H. that, yes, I would buy some of them. I would. I would. Seriously, man, I got ideas for days. Give her an actual Nikki no mobile to drive down. And then you know what? You could sell the toy version for $49.99. Just like they do. Have you ever watched the show Bluey? Probably not because you have uh, you have, you don't have kids. But I do. I've no, watched I am a child. Yeah, I watched the show Bluey. 
they they have a four door uh Jeep Wrangler type thing that I have two of in my house because my daughter uh needed to have one. Uh, and you know what? That costs forty nine ninety nine. You could have a Nikki Mobile that she drives down to the ring every night. And guess what? You could sell replicas for forty nine ninety nine online. And the Nikki and her and Shotzi Blackheart can have a they can have a race. Shotzi's on SmackDown. That's fine. Nikki's on Raw. No big deal. Nikki can have projectiles come off of hers if she wants. Every everybody gets a everybody gets a gimmick. Give her right? a Nikki signal, man. Give her a Nikki signal, like kind of make her entrance kind of like Sanity used to be, but instead it's spotlights with a butterfly on it. So like her own bat signal. Yeah. And then you could sell flashlights with the, the Nikki spotlight on it. I got I got a million ideas that can make WWE money. It's insane to me that they're not helping Nikki by putting some of this merchandise out there. You want to see if she's successful? Put merchandise, especially for a character like a superhero, which there is millions of options for merchandise. Put that up on WWEshop.com. What the hell are you doing? Help your stars get over. Help your stars get over. Next week is SummerSlam. Next week is Rampage. You will be in Las Vegas, and we I will. will have a lot of special content. We already have WWE champion Bobby Lashley going to be on the channel this week. Tomorrow. Um, but you will be boots on the ground in Vegas with our very own Jose G. You guys will be covering everything going on with uh, the, fir- the the first big stadium event for WWE in, in quite some time. I'm looking uh, forward to getting into the Raiders stadium. That place uh, looks really, really nice. Uh, tickets moving very, very well for this show. Uh, over 41,000 sold. Uh, secondary market is about 5,000 tickets uh, out there. So that's that's a low level for a resold event. Uh, and then there's also talk of WWE adding more here. So also, all the talent's going to be there. Uh, a lot of big names going to be at SummerSlam. John Cena going to be there. Rome Reigns going to be there. All right, Goldberg going to be there. And Sportskeeda will be there. Yes. Uh, we, will have, we will have special content on our social feeds, on our video channels all weekend with people on the ground and also we'll be doing a live post show after SummerSlam with you guys hopefully hopefully it's you know, gonna, internet internet connection bound it's gonna we'll, be very it's gonna it's probably gonna be something similar to what we had at wrestlemania to where uh we just had to back slowly out of the arena as security but that was awesome out. that with JTG and Jose G walk, we literally did our WrestleMania post show walking out of WrestleMania yeah. with security guards telling us to move with the whole giant pirate ship in the background. With so me hoping- steering the camera guy around the corners. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> I love that, that you had to steer the camera. You had to like hold our camera guy. Was it? Shout out to Rico for doing that. Thank you so much, Rico. Shout out to JTG, Jay Dagald, uh, for, for, for joining us on that as well. Uh, I, I'm of the thought. I think this will this will be a show that exceeds expectations. Uh, I, I think uh, the show itself is going to be off the charts. I really do. I I, I after talking to Lashley today uh, again, I have high I have high hopes for this Lashley Goldberg match. I think it's going to be a sprint like most Goldberg matches are. Uh, but I think those two are going to work well enough together where that match is going to be great. I'm a little surprised that we don't have more matches on the card yet. Uh, we, here we are. We got all all outs like that. All outs like that. There's only like two or three matches announced. Yeah, but we still got three weeks away from all out. Uh, we got like, we got two SmackDowns and one raw. Uh, and right now I think we got what the, the, the women's title match, the, the main title matches, the U S title match and a tag team title match. We got like six matches on the card, uh, and edge and Rollins. So we got seven. So it'll be interesting to see how they fill out the card and how many we're going to get. Maybe we only get a 10, a 10 match card, which I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be mad at. 
There'll be some cool stuff in the kickoff. People sleep on the kickoff. Don't do that. Uh, subscribe to Sports Kita Wrestling on YouTube. We are making the march to 20,000 subscribers. Thank you guys so much for the great growth that we've had there. Uh, and, of course, if you haven't done already, go ahead and subscribe to the Sports Kita app, which is available on Apple and Google Play on iTunes. Get all your news one click. You don't have to go Google around. We have it all there for you as well. Uh, Rick, I know you're busy. What do you got going on, buddy? Uh, again, uh, my conversation with Bobby Lashley, uh, once it's edited together uh, from the uh, three times the internet connection dropped out, it's going to be on the Sports Kitty Wrestling YouTube channel tomorrow. Uh, so the, check out uh, Friday morning, typically around 9, 10 a.m. That bad boy drops. Uh, so check on that. And then again, yeah, next week uh, I'm going to be in Viva Las Vegas. I will be at the big open tryout on uh, Thursday um for that and then the press junket will be on friday of course the show is on saturday follow me on twitter uh at rick uccino r-i-c-k-u-c-c-h-i-n-o uh, i will have uh, so much stuff uh, coming out on my twitter page and again uh, check the sports key to socials uh for everything that we got uh, going on myself and uh and jose it's gonna be uh it's gonna be a good time uh we'll see if i can work out an internet and time schedule to where i can be on this show next week uh we'll but figure it out we'll figure it out we're going to yeah, be on different we'll time zones. Uh, that's that's going to be interesting to try to figure that out. But yeah, and, and you may be broke. Yeah. You may be broke at a, at a keynote table by then. So yeah, you yeah. I, I could be buried out in the desert for all we know. I could get I could Great. get peshied like uh, in casino. I could just get hit with a baseball bat and uh, and dropped out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, Doctor Ken Jong is just burying you <laughs> like from hangover. You get hit with a shovel. You don't hear from me by Friday night. Send help. <laughs> great uh, they have jose check on you uh so it's, it's gonna be ridiculous uh so we're gonna have that coming up next week thank you guys so much for just supporting the brand i know there's a lot of choices in wrestling media the fact that you spend you know an hour and 20 minutes with this is not something i take for granted not something rick takes for granted as well so we're very very thankful thanks for the time remember when watching wrestling you can bitch and you can moan and you can be iwc 69 scott and you can do all those different things but remember one important thing you got to do, you're watching this wrestling. Got to breathe. Got to be that little kid, maybe that kid who's cheering for Nikki Ash, right? <sighs> Just enjoy wrestling.